0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي سعاده ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشده وحدده ومن يعسهما فإنهم قد غوا وإنه لا يجدون إلا نفسه ولا يجدون الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور عازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل بدع وكل بدع درعلا وكل درعلا في النار أما بعد قال الله سبحانه في كتابه الكريم بعد أود من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن الله ورسوله فقد, فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله الله today's khutbah uh, I am compelled to talk about Gaza. It is uh, a simple thing that we have to remember at this point. And uh, I would like to talk about a little bit about the, the, the role of the scholars was always in the past in Islam. Whether we start from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, the one who brought this message of Islam to us, whatever was relevant, whatever was needed at that time, an action from islam was taken by muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we see the similar kind of a trend by the next generation, the best generation, the generation of Sahaba, Allah Aleyhim. Like for example, in the time of Abu Bakr an when Muhammad passed away, one of the biggest calamity that happened on the Ummah of Muhammad wasallam, which was the passing away of Muhammad wasallam, And in that difficult time, when he had to make a choice of sending the army of uh, uh, of uh, Osama bin Zayd, uh, the, the Muhammad sallam, prepared towards the Romans, one of the superpowers of that time. And also, he had to make a decision regarding the people who were doing the apostasy around most of the al uh, Arab uh, at that time. And he had to make the decision of sending an army against both of them at that point. And subhanallah, he did not deter away because the army that was prepared by Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he could not say that he can stop that army that Rasulullah sallallahu prepared. And he had to go forward with it. And the result of that was, even though it was a very difficult time for Abu Bakr to make that decision, the result was that the Romans were scared of the Muslim army at that time because they thought of it, uh, people who have just lost a prophet... They're sending the army towards us. On the other hand, the apostates—they got scared that how can Muhammad, that Abu Bakr Siddi, radiallahu an, if he can send an army against a superpower, then we are in bad shape. And they also did not think of attacking, uh, uh, attacking the Makkah and the Medina at that time. So this was the decision that Abu Bakr made. Same way when the need for compilation of the Quran was there he was one of the one who was spearheading the, the, the decision to compile the Quran because that was a need of the time then we see in the time of Uthman that the mushaf, the copies of the Quran was made in the time of uh, Uthman that was needed and then we see the similar way in the time of uh, uh, later on in the f- first and the second century when the Muslims needed to write the old usul of the fiqh we see that uh, Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi Imam Hanbal, all these scholars of the fiqh and many others these are the four we normally mention but many others, they were in the same time because that was the need of the ummah to be taken care of at that time and they took care of it I, I forgot to mention by the way, that when Rasulullah passed away, Abu Bakr and the sahaba, they understood that one of the most important Aspect of the deen at that time was even more important than the burial of Muhammad was choosing Abu Bakr as the Khalifa at that time This is why the burial of Muhammad was delayed He died on the day of Monday and he was buried on Wednesday night Because they understood it well that this obligation of choosing an Amir over them was higher precedence then bearing Muhammad. And for that, there is a, you can find the ijma of the scholars regarding this subject. That is the reason that delay was happened. But, anyways, moving forward, our history is filled with this. When the issue of Mu'tazila or Jabriya and these kind of thoughts came up, scholars gathered and they responded back to them. That was the job of always the scholars. When the issue of a hadith came up, we find Imam, uh, Imam Bukhari, we find Imam Muslim, Imam, uh, Imam Nasai, Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, they're all in the similar era back to back because that's the need of the time. And then when we see, when the al was taken away by the crusaders, we see that the Muslims continuously were trying to get it back as Salahuddin Ayyubi, Rahimahullah, he is the one who was able to take it back but when he was able to take it back, who is the one really, a mind behind it? We find that it was uh, it, it was Izzeddin, he is the scholar at that time, who was helping him out, he's not the only one. There were many, many scholars who were behind these kind of personalities, whether it was Din Ayyubi, or it was Qutuz, or whosoever we see, you always find there are scholars behind them, the motivational factor to motivate the people, to motivate these, Generals motivate these rulers of Islam as well to abide by Islam So my brothers We have to remember that no matter what time we are in and when we talk about scholars Allah has given us the definition of the scholar Allah says that the ones who are the real scholars are the one who fear Allah because the knowledge, the more knowledge they gain as, as Qurtubi and as Ibn Kathir rahimahullah alayhim, uh, that, uh, the both of them and other scholars of the, of the of the tafsir of the Quran they have mentioned. What it means by that is, the knowledge that they gain, that knowledge makes them fear Allah The more knowledge you have, the more fear of Allah instills in the hearts of the people because you know the power of Allah You are understanding more and more comprehending, hence, it is expected from the scholars to fear Allah And this is the real definition of a scholar. It is not the how many degrees you have gained, how many, whether you went to Al-Athar, or whether you went to Medina University, or you went to Deoband or Bareilly or whatsoever schools of thoughts are out there, or madrasat are there, universities are there. Yes, we need the knowledge. We need all this. But the real definition of Al-Alim is the fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So now, what is the relationship with this when we're talking about Gaza today? Now today, the need of the Ummah, if any scholar disagrees, we have to question him. The need of the Ummah is that we have to establish the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, and that is something that we're missing for past hundred years, which is a method Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us, and for 13 centuries or so, Muslim Ummah has seen that. And when we are talking about the ghazza. The birthplace of Imam Shafi, rahimahullah, the place where Ibn Hajar Asqalani, which is today is called Ashqalan or Asqalan is from there, and even the great grandfather of Muhammad, وسلم, Hashim is buried there This is the place of Gaza we are talking about, it has produced personality, it is producing personality even today The resilience that we are seeing from the, our brothers and sisters of the Gaza, that shows that shows the fear of Allah Azza they carry. And when we talk about the people of the Gaza, the question we should be asking is to ourselves. It's not them anymore. It's not them anymore. It's us. Are we doing what Allah Azza Jal has commanded us to do? They have shown that they are really up to what they are supposed to be doing. They are the Rabatun. They are the one, the real guardians, the guards of the land. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, barakna hawlahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the, the Al-Quds and all the land surrounding to it. That includes the, the, the Al-Ghazza as well. Allah has, Allah has blessed this land. And the people who are there, they are up to it. Whether they are women, they are children, whether they are elderly or the men. We find that they are responding back. We have to think about ourselves. Are we doing the job? Today, we can make the dua for aqsa. Subhanallah, there is somebody sent a jif, a very nice jif, that says that rather than we just make, only only make dua for aqsa, we should be asking our armies to not only make dua, but go and make dua inside the aqsa. Don't stay behind. We don't find in the life of Muhammad وسلم, that he acted this way, that the ummah is in misery and he will continue to move on with the life without responding back to what is happening. Look at when the Mota, the battle of Mota, that happened, which was against the Romans in the time of Muhammad وسلم, Romans was a superpower at that time. There were two superpowers, the Persians and the Romans. And what happened? One of the envoys of Rasulullah وسلم, Umair al-Azdi, who was sent to carry a letter to the ruler of Basra? Basra. And he was intercepted by Shirabil bin Amr al Ghassani, the governor of Al Baqa, and a close ally of the, the, of the Caesar or the Qasr. And he killed him. For that, one person was killed. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sent the whole army to respond back to it. We find our history is filled with it. When it was said, by one woman who was insulted. At that time in Amuria, he sent the whole army to protect the owner of one woman. Today we are talking about 20,000 plus Muslims have been. Have been. It is literally a genocide is in, in in progress. I was just giving a talk Wednesday when you we talk about this genocide. This genocide did not started, brothers, with the bombing of Al Gazza. This started long time ago. When this place was turned into a detention place or what was it called concentration camp. Not even an open prison. When they are controlling the calories of each person living in there. And after October 7, they openly said we're gonna stop the water, food, fuel, electricity, whatsoever. It is an intent to kill all 2.3 million or whatsoever the number of Ghazab people was. This is the intent of a genocide. This was already started. That's what it was. Now, what are we waiting for? What are our our soldiers in the Muslim lands are waiting for? Look, in, uh, uh, in Yemen, when those ships have been blocked or whatsoever is happening there, 10 or 20 nations have already gathered to attack Yemen. And when the genocide is going on, if a Muslim asks for the other Muslim soldiers to come and defend them, right away they become terrorists. And the Ummah, the scholars have to rise up and they have to speak the truth. We have to know what Allah Azzawajal wants from us in these scenarios. And we know the solution. like you guys, I know we have a very small period of time. Just the last thought I'm gonna I'm gonna stop with, which is most of us have listened to this ayah all the time. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This ayah has been has been repeated multiple times. That you have the best example in the life of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whosoever hope, <coughs> whosoever hope. On the, from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala on the Day of Judgment. And he does uh, a dhakar Allah Kathira and he remembers Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala. So this is an obligation on us to emulate Muhammad Whenever this emulation is talked about, we are talked about how we dressed, how high our pants should be, how long the halahia will be, how to use the miswak. I am not going into the discussion of this. Yes, fine, alhamdulillah, follow all these uh, sunnah if you think this is a sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Follow more than that. But what was the context of this verse? This is a verse that was revealed during the time of Ahzab, the Battle of Trenches. As Allah Himself mentions, that that the hearts of the people were up to the throat. It was test of a situation. And the Munafiqeen were telling, Sahaba, "Oh, your promise was a deception. We should return back, we should go and ask for forgiveness. And Allah Subhanahu said, no best example for you is in the life of Muhammad follow what he's asking you to do why do we have to restrict the, the, the example of Muhammad وسلم, to only our diet and clothing and our appearance While well, it is more than that and i'm not trying to say to limit this only for the battlefield yes Muhammad وسلم, is an example in general for everything but we should always look at why the verse was revealed so now today as i was saying a scholars Always rose up for the, uh, for the task that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked them to do. Today, the task of the scholars must be to establish the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the form of a state, the one that defends the Muslim, uh, the, the owner of the Muslims, men, women, children, and not only the Muslim, and even the non Muslim. And even the non Muslim. That this Muhammad وسلم, was sent nothing but the rahmah for the alameen, for all the mankind and even the jinn kind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا oh, you who believe, if you help in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will help you and make your foothold foot firm.